As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, so Lombardi Line, as we welcome you in, got eight bowl games today, including App State Western Kentucky coming up in about 59 minutes. However, Michael Lombardi, as we say good morning, yeah. the big news today, aptly titled in the daily newsletter, COVID chaos. When you and I, when you and I left yesterday, they just started all to come up. Loose. Yeah, all hell was all breaking hell news, broke. right? <laughs> and so they moved the game. So the Raiders and Browns moved to Monday. And then, of course, you got a doubleheader coming up on Tuesday. Seattle at the Rams and the football team at Philly. Before we get into that, good morning. Good morning to you, too. And I think for us and for anybody who's interested in playing those four games, I mean, it, the question is, in researching a little bit this morning, is will the players be back, right? Will Tyler Heineke be back? I mean, he is, he's vaccinated, so he's got to produce a, positive, a negative result at least by th- Tuesday morning. You know, and and then he's allowed to play. So there's so many variables in those games. And really today on Saturday, I don't think we're going to know any more. But on but the day of the game, we're going to know a lot. Who's going to be active and who's not? Cleveland, for example, you know, are they going to get Mayfield back? Will they get Case Keenum back? Will they get Willis back, the left tackle? You know, their defense is just is just gone with COVID. Will they get any of those guys back? That's where I think we have to be really careful. And there are new, I guess you want to say, protocols as far as You just have to, if you're asymptomatic, which is nebulous, right? I don't feel anything. I kind of feel something, whatever. The NFL is essentially saying if you're asymptomatic and vaccinated, one test within 24 hours, you're good to go now. Unvaccinated, you still have to go and chill by yourself for 10 days. No doubt. No doubt. And, and, and look, there, you know, I just saw online there was a report that the NFL was telling Cleveland to not not give players testing that you know that didn't want it and then the the pa came in and said no you have to test everybody (laughs) there's a complete disconnect between the pa and the players right the players are like hey look if we're asymptomatic we don't want to get tested we're fine we can play but i do think i mean the eagle fans are going crazy back here because of the postponement of the game 
and, and for and for all good reasons. I mean, they, they make a valid point. Look, the league office said from the beginning that they were not going to postpone games, that they were not going to do what they did last year when we didn't have a vaccination. But I do think this, in fairness, I, I don't like anybody who's worked all year not to get paid. And if they would have, they would have probably had to postpone that Washington Philly game and given the forfeit to the Eagles. But then the players on the Washington football team would have got paid. And I don't think that's fair. And I don't think it's not fair for the Eagles to not get paid. So when you forfeit the game, you get the win, but you don't get the check. And I think the league office is trying to help the players to get paid. I think that's the ultimate goal here, obviously, and also player safety. But the goal, I, I want everybody to get paid. And I think as much as they want to complain in Philadelphia that it's unfair, yeah, maybe you're right. But don't you want your compadres to get paid? Don't you want to get paid as well? Absolutely. And we referenced yesterday's Lombardi line. This is exciting news. We've been waiting for it. You've been asking for it. Lombardi line is now available, Michael, as a podcast. You could take us anywhere with you. Okay, all you have to do is go to iHeart, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform. And now the show, which is a television show, is a podcast. That's important news. Hey, by the way, before... Yeah. We get into, and, and your buddy Mark Davis is also very frustrated. He's saying, hey, you should come to us. This is a, this is a disadvantage. Before we get into that, the last time you were having a very important phone call before the show, you were getting a bougie turkey for Thanksgiving. Today, you were having a very important, I could tell you were dialed in. Are you allowed to tell us what you were talking about? No, I'm just trying to find out information on players, like who's going to play, who's not going to play. I think, you know, that's the challenge around the league. Like, for me, I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to play tomorrow. Like, I don't think so. Now, what about I Josh that, Allen? That, uh, that's not confirmed. I believe Josh Allen will play, right? I believe. And there's some of these situations when I ask my friends, is this guy going to play? They say, we don't know. We really literally don't know. The coaches don't know. But I think John Harbaugh has kind of made it seem like Lamar has a chance to play when I'm not sure Lamar has any chance to play. You know, he hasn't practiced all week, right? And you can't put Lamar out there in a game where certainly there's going to be rush against him against two at the offensive tackles that have been disastrous, Villanueva, you know, especially at left tackle. So, you know, he can't, if he can't escape, can he play? Happy holidays. This is wild, isn't it? I mean, it is. It really, it, we've we've entered mean, a wild. vortex of confusion and calamity. And for the better, which is what we focus on, it, it really, we have never, I've never seen anything as far as these drastic line movements. I mean, you saw a 10-point swing. You saw a 10-point swing with Cleveland and, and Las Vegas. Yeah. 10 points. The, the, the game that has me completely baffled, completely baffled on the board this week is Cincinnati-Denver completely baffled because you're like, surprised it's going away from Cincinnati I'm completely surprised it's going away from Cincinnati I don't understand it I don't get it I don't understand it you know and and I and I to me there's something there like right. I know this I, I, like I can't figure that game out based on the betting the, the Colt game I can easily figure out and Thomas Gable confirmed it today it's a line freeze they don't want to go to three they don't want to go to three, and all the money's coming in on the Colts, and they don't want to go to three. That's completely a line freeze. They know they'll get a, a lot of New England buyback at three. Yep. So I get that game. 
you know, the money line in that game is 80% of the money line is all on the Colts. So the betting public and whatever else is out there, whether we call them sharps or professionals, they're on the Colts. Get that. I understand that. And logically, I, I'm behind that. I understand why you would be on the Colts in that game. However, but this Denver game, I don't get it. Now, I know Riley Reef, the right tackle, is going to be out. But, look, even when he plays, the Bengals' offensive line is a disaster. I know playing in Denver at times has appeared hard. But, you know, Philadelphia went back in there and just moved the ball effortlessly against them. I know they're healthier now. But why are the Bengals, who are a really good team, I mean, when you go back and study that those last two losses, San Francisco was fortunate. You know, they dropped two punts. Dropped two punts, Patrick, right? You know, right. they had they – had, they had numerous opportunities and missed a field goal. There's three turnovers right there. The week before, on the on the Chargers, you know the the, the Chargers. No, we know no fourth down. We won't go for. Uh, you know they are they're they're coming back in that game, storming back in that game, and mixing fumbles really with almost not even getting hit. So like it hasn't been that they have been playing poorly. They've been giving games away, and this is one I don't see because I I like I have liked Denver all year, as you know. But I, yeah. I think since he's the better team here. Oh, I agree. And to your point, those three, the two muff punts and the muffed kickoff for Cincinnati last week turned into 10 Denver points. That was the difference in the game. So, again, and, and prior, remember the week before, Cincinnati was down like 24 nothing to the Chargers yeah. that came back. So, uh, again, Denver's up to three, and that's what Michael's referring to. Denver opened one and a half. The key number across the four majors is three in football in the NFL. And it's three. And it's three everywhere, 110. It's not two and a half anywhere. And it's not coming back. I mean, I can't believe there's no action on Cincy. And I, I feel like I'm missing something here. Uh, me too. Like, I, I, feel like I'm, I feel like it's a trap. Maybe it is that I offensive like, front and Reef and just the fact that Denver has been playing so well up front. I, I can't right. imagine, but I, it's, it's I, I mean, I get the fact, like, I get the fact that Denver opened up as the favorite. I understand that. I get that. But I don't understand why the, why the public is all over Denver. I've been killed by Denver most of the year. When I, every time I've given Denver out as a pick, <laughs> other than – Denver is a roller I mean, I mean, coaster. I mean, I, my record is 27 and 15, and I think if you eliminate Denver from my record, I probably could have been 35 <laughs> and five. You know, like seriously, Denver. I take a bath with Denver. I, every I mean, time I'm we never point on to the, Denver, we're I'm, going the wrong I'm way. I'm never on the right side of Denver. I'm never on the right side, except once when I said take them with the points in the Cowboy game. But I'm never on the right side. Like that, this is really and, and my and my line for this game. You know, which I think is is most of my lines this week are truly messed up because of COVID. But my line for this week is I have I have this as a 2.98 game, but I think since he should be the favorite, right? But I, you know, I think it's a pick'em game based on the power rankings, and then Denver would get a point and a half for playing at home. So I get the line at one and a half. I get that. But now it's a two and a half. So you I, got I a four and a half point swing. Yeah, you got a four and a half point swing your way. I mean, I yeah. uh, listen. I or uh, here's what I would say. One, we have a COVID tracker up at Veasan.com. So just so everybody knows, you can get the information there. But your algorithm not having a cold, flu, and COVID equation, I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? I mean, it's just it's is unprecedented. Like this this yeah, type I, of. Is sit or miss, hit or miss as far as like the big, big example would be will Baker play? And Chris Andrews, who runs the book right behind me, said that is before the number there is going to be greatly affected coming up on Monday if Baker plays. That's really what it comes down to. Is it off the board now or can you play it? Let's see, Stephen, if it's off the board here. It's off the board here. And, again, those bets that you made, if the game's rescheduled to Monday or Tuesday, it's a refund and a replay. 
Okay, so if you bet if you bet this game earlier in the week and say you got Cleveland and you know you got, say you got the Raiders in six and a half, you got to turn that card back in. Yep, complete just refunded, and you got to go rebet the All game. All these games are refunded, so the line the only lines that are stagnant are in the contest. Now check what yeah because, that those stay yes those stay. Okay, so if Washington gets back Heineke. That line is not going to be nine. It's going to come all the way back down to close to the four and a half, five. Absolutely. Okay, I got it. So, but yeah. each shop, a little bit different, but most shops, I would say 85 to 90% are just going to refund. I'm taking a look right now live on the app just to see, and it looks like, yeah, the Browns are off the board. So Las Vegas and the Browns off the board completely. But that, listen, yeah. they've got 24 players on the list. Rams have 29. Now, the Rams only have six starters, but 29 players. And the Washington football team has 23 players COVID. So, I mean, these, these are huge numbers. Washington's got like four, 39, 40 guys that can dress. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, and that's why they're off the board. So, yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. It's a good start there. Uh, I want to get into this bowl game coming up in just a little bit with App State Western Kentucky is going to be a lot of fun. And this kid yeah. Zappy, Bailey Zappy, has got a chance to break Burrow's touchdown record, which is fascinating. And then we got to get into a great matchup. We still have uh, Saturday football in the NFL, New England and Indianapolis. A great game. A great game. We'll continue here on the Lombardi Line on a Saturday presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Okay, first bet, Express Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. Lombardi line on a Saturday, December 18th. Happy holidays as we welcome you in. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. 
where it's going to be a busy day. Got the eight bowl games. Now, I just, if I could back up for a second, you talked about Philly, Philly being frustrated with their game being, you know, basically what these players are saying is, why are we being punished? for these players being reckless. Remember, and Stephen Braun brought up a great point. Last year, that quarterback room in Denver, that was they were punitively de- uh, penalized because it was their problem, right? And when you right. look in the fine That's print, right. Michael, of the NFL, they're saying like, hey, we're not going to forfeit anything unless, and then underneath it all, I was reading it earlier today, you know, some of these teams, it's not their fault, quote unquote. So that's why these games right. are getting moved. But this is Pandora's box. Because you yeah. know a lot of these owners are going to be like, wait, what about me? I don't feel like playing on Sunday. So it's going to be interesting yeah, no, how this I mean, plays out. It really is. I mean, look, Den- Denver, how about we, we talked about yesterday. Fanuch had to go play for Dallas on a Monday night game. <laughs> you know? I mean, so, like, like seriously, we all got to see the James Madison flash. I mean, that wasn't fair to him, and it wasn't fair to the Cowboys. But yet, you know, that was a win. Now, the Cowboys season was a disaster at that point. But, I mean, it just it, it, it kind of goes with the, with the situation. Denver had to go back with no quarterbacks. And, you know, I mean, I think you make a valid point, but I want the players to get paid. I don't mm-hmm. want to forfeit the games. Like I don't know why they just couldn't say, "Okay, just line up guys, just put guys out there." It would have been not. It wouldn't have been a competitive game. We know that. You know, it would not have been a competitive game. But now it's going to be a competitive game if Washington gets a, a bulk of those players back. If you know, most of the Ram, the Rams have most of those guys are on defense and backups. But you know, is that going to be a? Are they going to get them back? I mean, that's what makes it so hard to predict. Yeah. And as we get closer, we were actually just dis- and, and that's Gilbert. So remember, not just Washington's, and this is why Philly's upset today. It's not just Heineke, it's Kyle Allen. So a guy that they right. just signed to the practice squad was going to be starting under center today. I mean, they were going to be at a complete disadvantage, Washington. Complete, yeah. I mean, like, how do you, I mean, I don't care if they put the number at nine. I mean, you can't, you, you got to take the Eagles and lay the nine. I mean, that's not a lot of points when Garrett Gilbert, who's basically was working in New England system a day ago, and now he's going to come in and try to run this offense. Yeah. I mean, like, it, that's a 30, that's a 31 to nothing game or a 31 to three game written all over it. Yeah, impossible. It is, you know, it, it's impossible. So I get the Eagles' frustration, but you want the players to get paid. I think to me this weekend, if you can avoid those COVID games in your betting pools, if you can avoid those games, I think, I don't know if you're going to gain an advantage. I really don't. No you can, can say, do. well, you know, yeah, no can do because, I mean, the Washington, you can't get that line at nine. You can in the contest, but you can't now because of the uncertainty. I mean, the, the, the Vegas uh, Browns line, I think, in the contest is plus one, you know, in favor of the Brownies. But if Mayfield's playing, I mean, that line was six and a half. But if their two tackles don't play, right? Like, then, like, like, let me give a perfect example of that. New Orleans is is 11-point dog down in Tampa, right? And we know New Orleans has had a very good track record of playing Tampa effectively. And 11 seems like a lot. But let's flat factor in. Both tackles for New Orleans are out. And, there's, and their play callers out. So, like, how do you do that? So... Let's. You talked about everybody getting paid. Well, the networks want to get paid come postseason time. So this is going to be fascinating the way the NFL handles COVID. And I, I think they're probably the NFL and the NFLPA getting together now to say, okay, this is regular season. We can't lose out on that postseason money, and we need our stars playing. What do we do here? It's going to be interesting how the postseason's handled. Yeah, it is. And and I think, you know, the other factor in the Philly situation is, remember, Washington was the least vaccinated team in the league. So I think there's a little bit of contentment there. I mean, they're really disappointed with that. And they feel like they're doing them a favor for not taking the vaccination. 
you know, and so I don't know how many are. You know, there was a, you know, I don't know who's vaccinated, who's not. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a secret, but I think it's, it's certainly hard. And we've said it all along. You know, we felt we said this when the Aaron Rodgers situation came up. What's going to happen come playoff time when we know it's cold and flu season? And, and one of these teams start losing too many players. Well, I mean, like, yeah. take Indianapolis tonight. I mean, Carson Wentz, he's always wearing a mask. I don't think he's vaccinated. I think he's made it clear he doesn't want to get vaccinated. No, he, I mean, his you know, doctor you, is you, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cousins is, you know. <laughs> now, that line went from three. How about that line moving? That line went from three to five and a half. Like, how does, I like, and, and Minnesota's a disaster when they play in Chicago. So this was yesterday. This was Eagles safety Rodney McLeod yesterday on Twitter when it was announced. Of course, their game was going to be moved to Tuesday. He said, "So we have to suffer and compromise our schedule because of another team's mistake, Washington. That makes sense." SMH, shaking my head, Michael. Yeah, no. I mean, look, he wants to get paid too, though. I mean, I don't know if Rodney was aware that he wasn't going to get a game check if the game was forfeited. <laughs> you know, yeah. he might have changed his conversation. <laughs> but he he ain't wrong because as a safety, no. it'd be nice to look in the backfield and see uh, under center and see Garrett Gilbert. Of course it would be. Of course it would be. But it, you know, I mean, that's the competitive advantage that you that you get if you. But I mean, I don't think COVID. I mean, I know no matter how much you you stay within the protocols, it's still a very, very tenuous situation inside the building. Yep. And, you know, and I think that what the players are saying, not Michael Lombardi saying this, but what some players are saying is, look, you know, we are asymptomatic. This is like the flu. You know, we don't stop practicing or playing for the flu. We keep going. And I think that's where, but the PA is saying, wait a minute, hold on. So there's that disconnect. If you're vaccinated, you know, from my understanding of the teams in the building, that if you're vaccinated, there's not a lot of players that are suffering from this. They feel like they just even have a mild cold or even the flu, and oh. yet they're testing positive. I mean, t let's take Tyler Higby, right? Tyler false Higby, negative. Test <laughs> yeah. False negative. I mean, you know, it's bouncing all over the he place. He didn't play on uh, – I'm sorry to interrupt you, but he, Higby didn't play on Monday night, found out the next morning he had – falsely tested positive now he's back on the list for testing positive wait what what that's that's what we're dealing with here and as betters we we're having a hard time trying to sort through it all and i think that's where the pa and the and the and the owners have to come to some kind of and and again this is way out of my field in terms of what it does affect medically like is that is that something we can deal with i mean there's you know then you factor in the media in all this and the perception of the of the vaccine and you know i've had somebody t t sent me uh, you know the vaccine doesn't work you know i mean okay fine if you think that that's fine okay but you know we got all these confluences of opinions of, by people that don't know yeah what we do know is New England and Indianapolis have so yeah. far done pretty well, although Indy hit early with COVID. But we got a great matchup, a potential playoff preview coming up today. So let's focus on that for a second. Chris Andrews in the Daily Newsletter said, look, I open, this is directly from Andrews, a legend in bookmaking. I opened Indianapolis, Michael, one and a half, and Sharps laid it. And then laid two. Not after his first move up to Indy Lane, too. He said, I'm currently at two and a half, but I've been getting good play on the Patriots along the way. He's got a two-to-one ticket count on the Patriots. A lot of recreational bettors betting New England here and professional bettors betting Indianapolis. And, and, and it's the opposite on our board as you look at our board, and you can get this if you buy the, if you get the, uh, if you sign up for VEASAN and the betting guide, you can see the splits here. Now, 
as as predicted, this, the money is starting to change. It was 70-30, all the money on Indy. But as we are going today, there's money coming in on New England. Now it's 65-35, and it's early in the day, and there's 24,000 tickets. This game will have 60,000 tickets by the day's over, right? I mean, this will be a, this will be one of the most popular bet game because it's a standalone game tonight, right? So, and that line's at two and a half. They don't want to go to three. I mean, Thomas was very clear to me this morning. Nobody wants no, to go to gonna three. No, we're not going to see three. I don't think we'll see three. No. Uh, and, I mean, this is a game that I think both teams, you know, have to run the football. They have to have balance in their attack. But this is a turnover game, right? The, the Colts benefit from turning the ball over. And the Colts lose when they turn the ball over, right? And the Colts' defense is vulnerable. Now, they've played more man-to-man, and they've been able to get off the field a little bit better. But in reality, I think what, what, what New England's got to do is New England's got to be the more physical team against their defense. Their defense is small. They've got to stay away from Kenny Moore in the slot, and they've got to try to throw the ball outside, which is not ultimately what they want to do. But these two tight ends, Smith and, and Hunter Henry, I think will have big days today. And then conversely, this is really going to come down to Carson Wentz. Is he going to be Ricky Fowler today, or is he going to be a really good – is he going to be good Carson Wentz, or is he going to be bad? And during the game, is he going to revert? back you know if he gets behind is he going to become great if he's got the lead is he going to become fowler you know i think that's really what it's going to come down to and he's so unpredictable with the ball in it i mean how many you talk about how many times has he cost betters this year with his inability to protect the football in critical games i mean this is if you're betting indy this is what you're hoping for that he'll protect the football because go back to the Tennessee game go how about that play where he just gives up a pick six in the end zone remember that yeah Damian Harris, by the way, out. The first Indy game, yeah, Stevenson will be the back. And they'll have to bring up a back because Wilcock is on uh, the backup, the third down back. It'll be Bolden and, and Stevenson, and then they'll bring up another player. Hey, you know what's fascinating? We just talked about the two quarterbacks, and the one we're concerned about is the five-year vet and not the pure rookie. Yeah. I think that's, that's like, as far as turning the football over, you're more concerned about the vet than you are about a dude that's played 13 games in the NFL. Yeah. This Mac Jones kid may have a future, Michael. He might. You know, we got to check with all the earthquake people. Kyle Shanahan, turn off the Lombardi line. Coming back, <laughs> Bo Ravage, Carl Johnson next here on a Saturday. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the Bulls are here. You got 8 today. Well, you better go get the college football betting guide which VSEN provides. This thing is I was looking at it this morning, it's ridiculous. Insights, trends, data predictions. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's 1999vsen.com/bullguide. Again, college football bull season is here. Make sure you go check out. You got like 38 more games to go. VEASAN.com slash bull guide uh, for more information. Okay. We head out now here on the Lombardi line to the Beau Rivage there in Biloxi, Mississippi. Carl Johnson runs the race and sports book. Old, old boy Carl. Hey, how's COVID down there, man? You doing okay? Because this is wild, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Look, I mean, we've been, my, my poor staff, we, you know, we're exposed to the public every day. Uh, we've been battling this stuff, man, for a long time, but we're all doing good. We're all vaccinated. Uh, it's a great day at the bow. Uh, yeah, we're ready to get this bowl season going, too. I bet. And you start with a pretty fun game, App State and Western Kentucky. Let's go there just to start, and we'll get into some other stuff with you, Carl. Where did you open App State? I got three with Appalachian State, but I, I see Western Kentucky's getting bet a little bit here. Yeah, so we opened at two and a half and 65, and we're at two and 66 and a half right now. 
for us, I think about 60% of the bets and about 60% of the money is on App State. You know, it's funny. This is a game, this is going to be a fun game to watch today because, I mean, I don't think if you asked anybody in the country uh, – if who the second best offensive football team in college football is, no one would guess Bill Western Toppers. Kentucky. No, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one would guess. It. And here's what makes them even more unbelievable: is they are they are basically 121st in rush offense, 94th in yards per carry, and yet they're the number one offense in all of football. I mean, literally, they just don't throw the foot; they don't run the ball. I mean, they're the Buffalo Bills of college football. They refuse to run it, and yet they put a ton of points on the board, but. I mean, where you're concerned with is they're also one of, not very good defensively. No. Yep. They're not very yep. good defensively, and, and App State's the more balanced team here. Well put. App State can run the football. Motivation for Western Kentucky and Bailey Zappi. So four touchdowns to tie Joe Burrow at 60, and then I think he needs like 250 yards to break the passing yards record as well. So there's motivation, and their offensive coordinator, Kitley, I believe, is going to Texas Tech, Michael, but he's going to stick around for this game. So that's an advantage yeah. for Western Kentucky. No doubt. I mean, you know, and look, I mean, he's it, they can move the football and they're fun to watch. I think the really the question is, is is can App State get control of the game and pace the game? Right. I mean, if you can pace the game and if you can basically limit their how many times at bat they get, whether it's nine possessions in the game or eight possessions in the game, you've got a chance to win the game. And you can get all all excited about the App State, I mean, the Western Kentucky offense. But I think there is times where, you know, that when they lose, it's been in shootouts. You know, they lose to, you know, they lost by two to Indiana. They they they, they, they lost by, you know, they lost by five to San Antonio, uh, Texas San Antonio. So, but you got to pace them. And I don't know if you want to get in a shootout with them. I think you got to control the game. Yeah, no, it's well put. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carl, where are you on the total there? Because it's going to be a fun one to watch. We got 67 here. Yeah, we're at 60. Uh, yeah, we're at 66 and a half. Probably fixing to go to 67. Uh, yeah, they, I think they're going to score a bunch of points. I mean, and and the, another yeah. thing too, these bowl games, they're, they're you know these bowl games are lasting four hours. I mean, you know, it's just uh, they last forever. How about let's, they, they really do. Let's take a look at a few others on the board. Eastern Michigan and Liberty. Michael brought up a great point yesterday. Willis is going to be a first rounder, the quarterback, but he's playing today because he wants to put on tape uh, an offensive performance against this Eastern Michigan sec secondary. Yeah, I think it's a good idea, too. Uh, so, yeah, we opened at uh, six and a half, 57 and a half, and you know, they betted up. So right now we're at nine and a half. Uh, probably going to 10 and 57. Yeah, and, and, and the with a 58 total, that seems a little light there, huh? I mean, I'm surprised you're not getting bet. Are you getting bet on that over total? Uh, not a whole lot right now. To, to be honest with you, we're not getting bet on a whole lot of these games, these smaller games. I, you know, I, I don't know what it is. We're, we're a little slow today. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was talking to somebody this morning driving over here, and the strategy is just these bowl games are so unpredictable. If you just take the if you take the dog on the money line, it may prove worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that. And there's there's quite a few people that do that, and they they especially have those parlays tied into those money line dogs. Yeah. So slow with the college football. My guess is you're going to have a pretty big ticket count there with the NFL today in New England. Uh, in Indiana to take on the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts laying two and a half. I got on the board. Where are you at the Beau Rivage? 
Yeah, so we opened it at one and a half and 45, and we're at two and a half and 45 right now. And look, this, you know, all week long, we've been, you know, games coming off the board, on the board, you know, with this COVID stuff. But I was listening to you guys earlier, so with, with, with us, and I know how uh, some books are different, but uh, these games are still live bet for us. As long as the game is played within seven days of the, the original start date and the venue has not changed, they have a live wager. That's so you great. haven't taken off the board. What is your line for, like, Washington-Philly right now, Carl? Uh, let's see. Let me get my glasses on here. So right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, take your time. Yeah. Your world, Carl. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Where is Washington and Philly? Yeah, I, we don't even have it on the board right now. Okay. Yeah, that's what we thought. Okay. There it is. Okay, so again, every book is that's what it's a great thing, great point by Carl. Remember, every book different, rules different at every single book. Most books are taking these down, refunding the original play, but that's not always the case. Um, we were just talking, and I have to ask you about Cincinnati because Michael and I are fascinated by Denver being favored by three. Where are you with the Bengals and Broncos there, Carl? Get those glasses see, on, yeah. take your time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so right now we're at uh, uh, Denver is three and forty four, is where we're at right now. Something's up, man. Something's up. Something's Mike. Yeah. up. I, I, I mean, what with the love for Denver is just remarkable. I, I mean, just flat out remarkable. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, uh, something's been up all week with these games, so I don't know. I mean, I, I know in certain spots we're we're drawing a line in the sand, and you know we're not wanting to go to a certain number just because we have an opinion on the game, but. Uh, yeah, some of these games, I, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the, I guess it's the COVID-related stuff or whatever. But, yeah, I don't understand quite a few of them this week. That's what makes you so worried is you just don't know about this COVID-related stuff. But but you made a great point there. You're going to take a stand on the game. Tonight, what, what's your stand on the game? Or you don't want to go to three. I mean, Thomas Gable here at, at BetMGM here at the Borgata, he doesn't want to go to three. He's staying at two and a half. What's your stand on the game? Well, I mean, so no, I mean, we're, we're right now for us, the, the money is on the, the Patriots have 64% uh, of the bets and 71% of the money. I mean, wow. so we're not, yeah, we're, you know, we're, this, this thing might even go down, I think for us. I mean, I, I don't know, yeah. but, uh, uh, you know, that's what's so hard nowadays with these regional books as opposed to, you know, a few years ago when it wasn't like this, but uh, I mean, they're bet, they bet us Patriots. Well, that's the same here, both fellas. Uh, Chris Andrews at the South Point said he's got two to one on the Pats, but he can't go to three because the sharp money, the respected money here at the shop, is on the Colts. So it, yeah. again, smaller percentage, but bigger bets and, and sharp money. He knows as soon as he goes to three, that number's going to get gobbled up. Gobbled well, I'll up. be honest with you. I, I'll be honest with you. You know, I I think we I think we as a book like the Colts in this spot. Uh, so yeah, you know. I, I think we're basically saying, yeah, give us all the pat money you can throw at us. Hey, that's a tip. Yeah. That's a Carl Johnson lean right there. Yeah, Car yeah. Carl might be taking hit. He might be going to another book and betting the Colts today is what I'm feeling right there. Yeah, oh, I, uh, yeah, I I'm think going, so. I'm going to bet the game as soon as I get off. Absolutely. <laughs> so you're going to be betting the Colts? Is that fair? I am. I'm going to bet the Colts. How about a lean on the total of 46? Um, I, I don't have one. Um, if anything, I'd probably play the under. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm going against one of my, my things that I don't do. I don't generally bet against Saban or Belichick, but uh, I like the way the Colts are, are getting ready for the playoffs. 
Yeah, and I think that's a good point. I mean, I think the Colts and talking to people have had really good weeks this week coming off the bye. They're healthier than they've ever been, and, you know, this is the moment. I mean, they've, they've, they've let a lot of games against upper competition get away from them, the Rams, the Titans at home. I mean, they let, let that slip away. This is one they have to have. You know, what's fascinating, Michael and Carl, Carl Johnson joining us, of course, we love having Carl, is Buffalo just went to 13 at a couple of books here in town. The Josh Allen question, get those glasses, Carolina Buffalo, they're at the bow. Where are you, where are you at, Carl? We're at uh, 11 and a half and 44 and a half right now. Okay, so wow. that number keeps Low on total jumping high up. number. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Buffalo does it. Buffalo usually beats up on bad teams. I mean, this is what Buffalo's forte is, really. They do. They come in there and they beat up. There's 12 here at the South Point. Is that, is that where we are right there, 12? Yeah, we're at 12. We're at 12, and yeah. a couple books just went to 13. Okay, I only have 30 seconds. Carl, what's on the menu today? What are we eating, man? Uh, you know, uh, I, I think today I'm going to do some wings, and then maybe tonight I might do a, a – try. To, I'm trying to do a roast for tonight. But look, so Bill go. Berman – I got to get this in. Bill Berman asked for my three favorite Christmas songs and movies. So my well, favorite Christmas song. Hold on. Yeah. That's a good tease. At Jick Jack Johnson, because we ran a, Make sure you tweet the three yeah, songs we gotta hear it. and movies. And I'll retweet I, we got to know. We're going to retweet it at Visa we Live as well. Thank you, Carl. Right. We'll come back with Thanks, more Carl. college bulls. We ran out of time. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Casey King of Sportsbooks, BetMGM. It's the lock of the year today. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game. If the team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSEN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy football like you've never before at BetMGM. Again, you've got to use that bonus code VSEN200. And check out BetMGM for terms and conditions. 21 years or older, new customer offer, 1-800-GAMBLER for those with an issue. Okay, we got you back here on the Lombardi line. 
Uh, it is a Saturday. We've got one NFL game, of course, because you've had the Raiders and Browns move from Saturday to Monday night. Again, that game is going to be played 5 Eastern, Michael, so before the regularly scheduled Monday night game. And then those two games on Tuesday are going to go off at the same time. Seattle at the Rams and football team at Philly. Those are going to be 7 p.m. your time. Simultaneously, yeah, how are they going to work that? What, what are we going to get? What game will we get? I mean, I know I'll get the Philly game here in Philadelphia, but will they will they show both games? Will you have access to both games? That's, I I was thinking that they would do. Remember how for years they were doing the two on Monday nights, and they'd have one yeah. come on earlier. I was shocked. That which they is didn't. what they're doing. Which is what they're doing, right? On they're Monday. doing it for the Monday night, right. but not for Tuesday. Yeah, which is shocking, right? You would think that they want to get. I mean, everybody's yeah, everybody's around the tree drinking eggnog. Why not put them both on? I mean, you know, everybody. <laughs> going to watch it, right? A hundred percent. Steven wanted are me you to... An eggnog, are, are you an eggnog guy? Oh, yeah. Egg, eggnog yeah. and bourbon, bro. I mean, that is... Got to gotta love it. A little cinnamon in it. Yeah, that's it's, not bad. It's delicious. It'll take a lot of that to kill you. It'll take it's, a lot of that to kill you. Yeah, no would, doubt. It would. Steven wants me to throw... This This poll question's live, by the way. Um, let's go of ahead and throw up... He the... just can't wait to get into my Twitter account and start putting out things. I know how he does he, it. He yeah. was right up in my grill. Make sure you ask Michael yeah. about this poll. So yeah. I'm, I'm doing yeah. it. I'm taking orders. Who, who would you bet on to win Defensive Player of the Year? We'll go ahead and throw up the graphics. See if you can find some value there. Your favorite is Miles Garrett at pl- uh, two and a half to one, plus two fifty. Uh, Micah Parsons, the rookie, at three and a quarter. Aaron Donald, wow, eight to one. And Trayvon Diggs, the cornerback there with Dallas, eleven to one. I mean, it's a two-man race, right? I think that Garrett certainly is is the difference maker. He won the Baltimore game last week. I mean, I don't know what Greg Roman was thinking, but I would have doubled Miles Garrett the minute he got off the bus in the stadium. Like, there's no way I was going to let Villanueva block him by himself. Cost him the game. We don't talk about it, but it cost him the game. You know, he strip sack, fumble, score. I mean, Cleveland can't score any points. They can't score points. Mm-hmm. And so and they get seven points, and then you, you barely win that game. You're fortunate to win it. And Baltimore, just their own mistake cost them. So I, I think Garrett's the favorite. I mean, look, there's a lot of momentum for Parsons. If he comes back to the Meadowlands and has another game like he did in Washington last week, which he's very capable of doing against a giant offense that is that you know is kind of broken down right now with, with Mike Lennon under center, I could see the momentum building for him because he's got the really good PR. He's got the campaign going. And I think a lot of that is the campaign, right? And the Cowboys are the better team, and the Cowboys' defense is the better defense, true. I mean, Miles Garrett is great, but this Browns' defense is not to the level. You can throw the ball in the Browns, but if they didn't have Garrett, it would be bad. But it's not great as it is. I mean, I think they're 24th in the National Football League, Patrick, on third down. And you have Miles Garrett. And you got Clowney on the other side. They got and a lot of names. You can't get off the field on third. You can't, yeah, get, then off you the can't get off the field on third down. I see 12 minutes for Boca Raton ball. I'll get a lean from Michael, but let's uh, we'll get to that in a second. The Micah Parsons. So you talked about this kid, freak athlete at Penn State. Though he had off the field issues. He had some field. He had some issues with teammates in the locker room. So he slips to 11. What have you seen from Parsons, the linebacker, that excites you so much? Well, I think this is really this is something that I don't think we get explained by the the commentators on television enough. So, there is there are certain players in the National Football League that are great four down linemen rushers. Miles Garrett. You line up Miles Garrett at the end of the line against the tackle, or you kick him inside over the outside shoulder of the guard, and this guy is really hard to handle from a three point stance. 
Okay, and then there's some guys that are really good when they line up on the second level and they attack the pocket. Brian Erlacher comes to mind. He was really good at this. But those guys that attack the pocket are never very good. Dante Hightower is a perfect example. Hightower is very good when he can rush coming from, from inside out. But he's not good at the end of the line. So what, what that means is he's a better fifth rusher than he is a fourth rusher. Okay? Mm-hmm. Is that clear? Were you yes, with me here? absolutely. All right. So where, where, where Makai Parsons is so dynamic is Makai Parsons can rush as the fourth rusher. He can be the Miles Garrett in the defense. But also he can be the Hightower, the Kyle Van Noy, the inside linebacker that blitzes as the fifth guy and fits on the rush. That's rare. When you get the combination of that, that is very, very, very hard to find. Very hard to find. And it's unique. And this is what makes him such a special player. Now, let's not, let's not go down the Lawrence Taylor road because there's no one. There's no one on planet Earth like Lawrence Taylor. Let's just face that, right? Lawrence Taylor changed protections. No one could block him. He was powerful. No. But where Parsons is unique is the fact that he can do it from both, both situations. And what makes him even more unique is the fact that he could take a tackle like he did last week in Washington and power that tackle back, right? We picked Mingo when I was in Cleveland in 2013, and Mingo could rush the edge as good as anybody. But where we blew it with Mingo is Mingo could never power a tackle back. And he became one-dimensional. And one-dimensional rushers never last. Never last. And so we blew a bad decision, right? Made a mistake on that. Have to understand why you did it. But the reality here is this kid can power back at 245 or 230, whatever he weighs. He powers tackles back. And then when they move him inside, right, then he becomes disruptive. So how does that affect the offense? Okay, so we always, as fans, are always looking at the game before, you know, the quarterback's in the back, and he's 51's the mic, 51's the mic, right? The protections are set based on who's the mic, who's the will, okay? Because you want to have your five down linemen blocking the five biggest guys who are potentially coming on the blitz, right? So this is where Parsons becomes so unique. So if Parsons the will or the mic, you can't set your protections in the huddle. You've got to get to the line and say, okay, Parsons is lined up at the end of the line. Okay, he's four down. We're counting him. But if Parsons in the back is the stack behind the line, now you've got to make a de- declaration. You could say, why don't you just declare him as the down lineman all the time? Well, when you've got four down linemen, you can't declare him that way. So the protections have to be evolved, and that makes it very difficult. So he's a game changer on defense. He really, he's a, game, a scheme changer, right? Scheme he's a scheme changer. changer. Yeah, you've got to go in there and scheme yourself. You've got to, on, on Monday morning and Tuesday, you've got to spend a lot of time on the protections. And then you've got to be able to communicate those protections to the five offensive linemen and the guy who's making the line call. In Tampa, for example, Brady makes all the line calls. The center just, sta- the center just snaps it. Brady's been trained by New England to make all the line calls in run and in pass. Okay, and then he reroutes the protection. It's the same thing Aaron Rodgers does. Aaron Rodgers, this is what makes it so hard. Within 25 seconds, these two guys are routing the protections, changing the mic call, doing what they have to do, and processing information at a rapid speed. And, And Parsons makes that very difficult. In other words, the 49ers mortgaging their future for Micah Parsons was a good idea. Wait, they did that for Trey Lance. I I digress. Um, 
quick, can I get a lean from you? The, I think you broke this down perfectly quickly. Boca Raton Bowl, App State. That's, this is coming up in about eight minutes. App State, Western Kentucky. So App State opened three. It's now been bet down to one. App State favored. Here's the bottom line. These are two explosive offenses. However, App State is the balanced team, like you just mentioned. They give up 20 points per, which is 16th in the country. Bailey Zappi's got motivation today. He can break records. They have an explosive offense. However, they can't Western Kentucky stop the run, and App State can run it up on anybody. What do you got here? I'm going to go with the favorite here. I'm going to take App State here. I just think they're the better team with the more consistency within their program. I mean, coaches leaving, coaches stay and all that. I just think to me at the end of the day, you know, you've got to have some balance in these games. I'll go with App State as the better team. I'll lay the points. And you, you said balance. Seven straight seasons for App State of at least nine wins. That's a hell of a program. App Great program. State, App State came on the map when? When they beat, what was it, 07, beat Michigan at the Big House? But they've been a program yeah. prior to that and since then that's been very prolific. No doubt. They're a good program. I mean, Eli Dinkowitz, they've had two coaches. Satterfield and Dinkowitz have left the program and gone on to bigger jobs. So this is a really good program that can recruit. They know who they are. They understand, have an identity. And I think at the end of the day, in these kind of games, it's about limiting possessions, right? When you're playing a high prolific offense like Western Kentucky, you got to limit possessions. And I think App State, because of Western Kentucky's liability, especially on defense, will be able to reduce those possessions. Yeah, and Western Kentucky gave up over 300 rush yards a against Texas San Antonio in their conference championship game. App State can run the ball better than UTSA. It'll be interesting. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. The numbers jumped up yeah, to 67. Um, but how about I, this? I think I would play the over there, no, no doubt. So how about this, Michael? Bailey Zappi, he's got 56 touchdowns. 60 is the record. There, he's going to be pushing to break Joe Burrow's 60. So if he gets five, he goes, oh, yeah. he goes, he passes him. And he also is like 250 yards away from the passing yardage record, which is incredible. Well, he's going to get that in the first half, probably. <laughs> he's going to get that. And what we've Because they can't about, run the ball. No, they I mean, can't. They, they don't even try. They, do. <laughs> they don't even try. They run bubble screens. They run hitches. They, you know, they run all that stuff. So they don't even try to run the ball. And look for Texas Tech to do the same next year because the offensive coordinator at Western Kentucky has been hired at Texas Tech. They're going to have position. to run the ball a little bit at Tech. You, 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 the Tech will never be good enough on defense if they don't run the ball. Lay it with App State. When we come back, Brandon Staley wants all the smoke. Michael Lombardi, I got a quote for you. It's going to blow you away. It's a Lombardi line on a Saturday. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. After six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough 
introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.